Hello everybody, this is John Hagedorn, and welcome to 1001 Stories for the Road, also known as Caffeine for the Curious, and your home for good old-fashioned entertainment. How many of you out there enjoy a good cup of coffee? It sure does help the day get started, and there's just something about it that slows you down and allows you to think a little before the demands of another day take over. I've heard it, coffee, called a lot of things. Java, jitter juice, morning mud, fuel, Juan Valdez, and Java Moki. But my favorite nickname for it, and one that gets my mind thinking, is the nickname, A Cup of Joe. Who's Joe? I had to know, so I looked it up, and I discovered that I knew very little about coffee. I started with the history of coffee, which is a well-documented journey, a journey which starts in Ethiopia in the 11th century, when someone discovered that the seeds from one of their local trees with a white blossom and a jasmine-like fragrance, when boiled or roasted, had medicinal properties. The coffee tree averages from 16 to 33 feet in height. As the tree gets older, it branches less and less and bears more leaves and fruits. Most people call them plants, but they're actually short trees called kofia plants. A coffee seed, commonly called a coffee bean, is a seed of the coffee plant and it's the source for coffee. It's the pit inside the red or purple fruit, often referred to as a cherry. Just like ordinary cherries, the coffee fruit is also a so-called stone fruit. Even though the coffee beans are seeds, they're referred to as beans because of their resemblance to true beans. The fruits, coffee cherries or coffee berries, most commonly contain two stones with their flat sides together. It wasn't long before legends started to spring up about the strange properties that these trees had. People would see birds getting very active after eating the seeds. And that led watchers to wonder what was causing this burst of energy, and to do some experimentation. By the mid-14th century, coffee had found its way to Yemen, where they discovered that by drying the ripe berries, then roasting the seeds or beans, and then grinding them and brewing them with nearly boiled water, it would produce a pretty good cup of coffee. The most common beans are the Arabica, followed by the stronger Robusta. The trade route from Yemen led to North Africa, then Persia, then Turkey, and from there to London, where in 1637, a traveling Turk introduced it to the preppies at Oxford, where it quickly became popular among students and teachers who started the Oxford Coffee Club. The first coffee house opened in 1650 and was called the Angel. In 1669, Suleiman Aga introduced coffee to King Louis XIV in Paris, and less than 20 years later, the first French coffee house named Café de Procope opened. This coffee house became the favorite haunt of writers and playwrights like Voltaire and Rousseau. And just as you would have guessed, soon there were coffee houses on every block trying to cash in on the craze. You can bet that somebody probably said, Coffee? Nah, just a fad. It'll never catch on but I haven't found it yet in all this research. Still no mention of a cup of joe, though, but I think we're getting close. While you're following the coffee bean around Europe, however, stop by the Coffee Baum, B-A-U-M, in Leipzig, which opened in 1694 and has been entertaining luminaries like Goethe and Bach for centuries. Look for the sandstone sculpture above the doorway there, and you'll see an Ottoman offering Cupid a cup of coffee, symbolizing the meeting of the Christian Western world with the Islamic East. We can only pray, right? 
Now to America, where the King's Arms Coffee House opened in 1696 in New York, and the U.S. has been up to its neck in coffee ever since. The U.S. Navy for years loved coffee, but enjoyed their ration of rum even more as the story goes. That is, until Josephus Daniels was made Secretary of the Navy, or SECNAV as they call it today, in 1913. As the legend goes, Old Joe was a stiff-necked, by-the-book guy, and he saw too many inherent problems in serving our sailors grog. So he issued Order 99, which prohibited liquor on all naval vessels. From then on, the strongest thing you could find on a ship was, you guessed it, coffee. So as one theory has it anyway, the sailors, not happy with this new law, started to call their coffee a cup of Joe out of spite. But there were a couple of holes in this theory. One being that the rum had been banned before Joe Daniels took over. And two, that the term a cup of Joe can't be found anywhere in print until 16 years later. There is, however, a nickname for coffee that's been out there for a long time. And it's a compound word called Jamoke. It originated from Java, the island from which the Dutch produced and exported some of the finest coffee beans ever produced. And Mocha, which was the port in Yemen which became best known for its coffee exports. Combine the two and it becomes Jamoke. Say it three times fast and the job becomes Joe, giving you Jamoke. Guys like American screen personalities W.C. Fields in the 1920s commonly used Jamoke as a term for coffee. Sometimes you'll hear it when someone is referring to another as a regular guy, a regular Joe, or a Jamoke. And that, folks, is probably where the term a cup of Joe comes from. So now you know a little bit more about coffee than you knew before. I think it's time for a coffee break. How about you? Thanks for joining us at 1001 Stories for the Road, where every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we release a new episode for your listening enjoyment. 1001 Stories for the Road was inspired by our big brother, 1001 Heroes, the research for which has turned up a treasure chest of great stories too short for our typical 45-minute shows at 1001 Heroes. And these stories, averaging about 15 to 20 minutes each, needed a new home. So we created 1001 Stories for the Road. We're available 24-7 at iTunes, our terrific host, audioboom.com, and everywhere great podcasts are found. We have two other 1001 shows out there, and we encourage you to give them a try. Those are 1001 Heroes, Legends, Histories, and Mysteries, and 1001 Classic Short Stories and Tales. You can catch all our 1001 network shows and archives, including this one, at www.1001storiespodcast.com. And we encourage your posts at facebook.com forward slash 1001storiesfortheroad. We'll be back real soon.